This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Three, two, one. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. We always chip away at mediocrity. It's not these big, fancy programs that gets us, that moves the needle. It's the small little things that need to be improved. And number two would be, be better listeners. That was Doug Raymer, president of Martin Water Conditioning and a member of the WQA Board of Governors in one of our WQA radio interviews from 2022. And welcome to WQA Radio, where we bring you news and insights about the water treatment industry and promote better water quality around the world. This is episode number 299. If you're a first-time listener or new to the industry, we're glad you're here. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a show. That's the magic of podcasting. And be sure to share the podcast with someone on your team. We're publishing this on December 28th of 2022. Happy Holidays from WQA. Find us at WQA.org on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And in this episode, we're featuring part three of Rewind 2022. We'll take you back to shows featuring Mike Herman, CEO of Culligan Ultra Pure in Owatonna, Minnesota. Mike talked about boosting your business. Doug Raymer, president of Martin Water Conditioning, talked about his role on the WQA Board of Governors and how he's preparing now for a possible recession. And finally, a segment from the WQA Convention and Exposition in Orlando that featured WQA General Counsel Mike Sennett talking about the value of WQA ethics. Now on to Rewind 2022 on WQA Radio. And how are you responding to that? Any have you have you discovered that uh, you know that silver bullet uh, of what you can do to attract the right people to work for you? You know, Wes, uh, probably three to four years ago, we kind of embarked on a on a on a journey. We call it our leadership journey and a, and a culture journey. And the plan and the goal was to more or less change our culture and create a culture where. Um, not that we didn't have it, but to really focus on it. A lot of times, you know, as a business leader, you're focused on the metrics of the business. Over the last three to four years, just as much as a business metric that we might be focused on is growing our culture and our, you know, our culture and building it on four core values so that the goal is saying, okay, I want to come to work in, in the morning because I enjoy where I go to work and I like the people I work with. And that has been a, f- a major focus of ours over the last almost four years now. You mentioned four core values. Do you mind sharing those with us? Sure. Um, we're our purpose statement. We have a purpose statement, and uh, but our core values that focus around that that we really focus on is be better. How do we be better each day? Not only with our customer, but how do we personally be better each day? Be courageous. You know, stand for, you know, what's right and move forward and and be willing to take those chances. Cultivate trust, you know, with the people that, you know, we serve in the communities and our 
our customers, but also with each other and our teams, and then create camaraderie. Let's let's create camaraderie amongst ourselves. Oh, those are fantastic, Mike. That's great. I can imagine um, that's resonating quite well with uh, your existing team and then potentially with others as well as you share that with them. And, and you kind of have to cast that vision, don't you, as you uh, as you talk to possible recruits? Oh, yes. Uh, we actually make it part of our uh, recruiting process. Our, our interview questions even lead down the path to say, will this person fit into our teams? That's exciting. Um, so as you look at these things, you mentioned metrics, and actually that's a great transition into really the main reason that we wanted to have you on the podcast was to talk about the WQA Business Operations Report, and that is a member benefit that's available to members. It's uh, for dealers um, such as yourself, and you can enter your business data into the uh, report. It's just your own data that's being entered. And then you can compare yourself to the rest of the industry. Now, again, this is not something WQA sees or we we handle any of the information. It's all done by a third party, but it's the business operations report as a member benefit. And we wanted to get your thoughts about how it's been going so far. So uh, why don't you you just let us uh, know what you think of it? You know, I think it's a tremendous tool, and uh, uh, from the very beginning, that has been something that, you know, I've looked for um, in our industry. You know, it's very hard to say, okay, how are we doing compared to others in our profession? Because that wasn't a there wasn't a common way to look at that in the past. And we enter each of my general managers that are out there. So we got 24 different locations enter into that business operations report, as do all these other dealers around the country. And it is a great tool, you know, like say uh, anywhere from measuring, you know, what is our what is our average overtime? What is our EBITDA at the end of the month? Uh, what is our, are we paying the right amount of money for a service technician in a major metropolitan area or in a out in the country it is a great tool to compare and see what others are doing and see where you fit as far as what percentile are you in within that within our professional business yes and as i understand it the uh, geographical locations also are points of uh, comparison as well correct absolutely and that's that's been a big help for us you know being in other locations you know, to compare, you know, like we are in Austin, Texas. Okay, let me compare to somebody else that's in that metro area. Okay, are we doing the right thing to be competitive in that area? It's a great tool. Uh, excellent. And and have you uh, seen any particular insights that have stood out and you've said, wow, I didn't know that, you know, that kind of reaction? You know, it has. Uh, uh, we have looked at it and actually in a couple of areas we actually focused on doing a wage and benefits survey because we did see, you know, maybe weren't, we weren't competitive enough in certain areas. So it actually forced us as a company to take another look at our wage and benefits and how we bring that to our workforce. So yes, it's been very beneficial. Continuing the conversation, Doug, I know in the past you have uh, contributed 
in the area you've talked about and you've trained on the area of culture. I was wondering if we could spend just a couple of minutes talking about culture, how you take on that really lofty topic and that important topic for uh, your company and how, again, looking at the small company and the very large manufacturer, how all of that works together. If I could summarize, culture is not uh, a lot of hard skills. It's a lot of soft skills. Um, so the soft skills, the, the, the things that we do around soft skills help uh, or hurt our culture. And if I could summarize two things that have made our company successful to where we're, we, we serve six states. We have a fair amount of employees. We, we do. Our customers love us. Um, and that's what motivates me to stay in the businesses of both our employees and our customers and the experience that, that they give um, and, and, and receive. But two, the two things I would say is one would be that we, we always chip away at mediocrity. It's not these big fancy programs that gets us, that moves the needle. It's the small little things that need to be improved. And number two would be be better listeners. Everybody has an inherent need to be understood and our people are our greatest asset. And if we, if they can feel understood and we as leaders can listen to understand, we won't have turnover. Our turnover will be less. We'll build momentum. I, I, I love the, the, the idea around building momentum and you can't do that if you have constant turnover. So listening to understand is will get you faster results than probably anything that I could say today. And the other would be just chip away at mediocrity every day. You can find it on our website. It's not behind any wall or anything at all. We want the public to be aware of it. We get numerous consumer calls on, on the code of ethics. And we want it out there, and we want people to understand it, to read it, to follow it. And what is it quickly? It's, it's an ethics code. It's applicable to WQA members. You as WQA members subscribe to it. You have agreed to adhere to the code of ethics. And it's a commitment. You make this commitment to each other, to, to, the, to your competitors, to your customers, to government regulators, which is very important for us, uh, generally out there to all consumers. And it protects consumers. It protects competition. And most importantly, it protects the industry. We use this code of ethics in so many different ways. And the one, the one message, if I can get any message to you, uh, is that the code of ethics was designed, and I've worked with this for you know, 25 plus years now, it's designed to make that commitment a reality in all that we do, because it will avoid a regulatory regime that nobody here wants to see. And you'll see what happens when you don't have ethics, when you don't follow it, the regulators come in. And that's a whole different world and something that we've done our best with regulators to say, we can self-police. And it is voluntary. We'll get a lot of, a lot of folks will send in ethics complaints to us that will come from non-WQ, about conduct of non-WQA members. That is not what this code of ethics is. 
it's obligatory here. We'd like to be able to convince those non-members to either become members and or to follow the code of ethics, but generally speaking, the code of ethics is here. When we have issues outside, then that's when we go to the state's attorneys general. We go to the courts. We go to other enforcement agencies, BBB, et cetera, and those that have been in past ethics sessions here. We've had state attorneys general up here with me. We've had uh, those from BBB, et cetera. So we work at this for those outside the industry. What we talk about today is what we do in the industry. And we do enforce this code, we enforce it with members. We try to do it as much as we can with dialogue. We try to do it as much as we can with education. But we do win at this process. There have been some occasions when we've had to ask somebody to stop being a member, nicely and sometimes not so nicely, for conduct that violates the code of ethics. And we're serious about that. And we want to always make sure that we maintain that. And then what we work at is for all is to protect, again, protect the reputation of the industry. It is so key to us. And so we will go after sales schemes, sham schemes, items that come up, people wearing WQA shirts and claiming that they are selling for the Water Quality Association. We don't sell anything. We find that out there and we chase that down and we get law enforcement after them. Everything from local state's attorneys to the state's attorneys general, we will stop that conduct. It is just not something we want to see in this industry because it reflects poorly on all of our great members. And it reflects really poorly, very poorly, on our ability to go into federal and state legislators and say, we've got a great industry because we're doing great things and we absolutely are. And now our WQA tip. We know it's been tough to hire the workforce you need, especially for dealers. That's why we have our WQA Career Center, where you can post a job and look for that next wave of talent. With the WQA Career Center, you can get the same state-of-the-art services that you would get with commercial job boards and more. Plus, WQA is a member of the Engineering and Science Career Network, so your job posts reach a much wider audience. Go to wqa.org slash careers to get started. And remember, WQA member companies get a member discount. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, a podcast of the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on most popular podcast apps. Learn more about water at wqa.org and of course, learn about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at wqa.org. This is Wes Bleed, so long from WQA Radio.